Hi, my name is Damien Gonzalez. I am the Austin area sales rep and travel coordinator for TMF Tours and Travel, and this is my first podcast. Sweet. Crushed it. Okay. Welcome to Sketchbook Podcast, a discussion about creativity, preparation, and effort with artists, creators, and educators. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Montoya Jr. This is the first episode of the Corona Tapes, yes, as, as they will be known <laughs> 40 years from now. Um, we are supposed to, we are social distancing right. right now. There is a good yeah. amount of distance between the two of us. Yes. That's right. Um, one thing about you and your wife, Jessica Lee Gonzalez, Correct. is uh, we're supposed to always uh, show up with our UT wear. Yes. And today I'm wearing my burnt orange UT t-shirt. You're wearing orange, which she would be very proud of you. Yeah, she doesn't wear orange anymore to games. Well, yes, yeah, she does. I think she missed she? maybe once or twice. Oh. She looked cute, though, she said. And I agreed. Okay, yes. If, if, I, I, will, I will concur that you agree that your wife looked cute. Yes. Um, you are wearing a black hoodie. It's not a game day, so it's I not still show day. my support. Yes, but it is burnt orange, Texas. Yes. And the swoosh. Yeah. Yeah, so you are supporting Los Longhorns. Correct. Los Longhorns. Always. Now, you are one of the most name-checked non-guests on sketchbook history now you're, you're actually flattered. a guest now yeah like do you listen every time to hear your name no i listen because it's always fun uh, i like hearing people's stories and it's uh see where they're from why they came to wherever they went to sure and uh that's fun for me and so and you make it entertaining and thank so you. thank you uh i listened to katie's this morning katie van doren oh yeah yeah sure hers, hers is fun it was a fun it was a good it was, listen it was good it was good you have brought your signature yeti cup yes cup I want to describe to everyone at home what it is exactly. Uh, this is the 30-ounce, I guess, tumbler, that they mm-hmm. call them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, got it uh, for Father's Day, I don't know, three years ago, right. Right, right before a sassy camp. And, oh, okay. uh, Yes, that's right. Yeah. It, it all really caught on fire there. It did. It was, I think Mike Howard showed me first. Uh, oh. I was, we were doing a pre-UIL together, and uh, he he told me, hey, my parents got me this Yeti, and I was like, what is that? I didn't even heard of it. It's like, what is it? It's always looks like a $40 cup. It's like, you're stupid. <laughs> like, what, what does this cup do? I didn't know. I like, thought it was transformed or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, nah, it just keeps you drink cold all day. Is what he, you know, and Mike kind of hit, nodded his head in the microwave. <laughs> As Mike does. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I, I still thought it was ridiculous. Then we would, my dad and I went down to the valley to go do some family history mm-hmm. research, trying to look for my, I guess, my great-grandmother's burial site. And he took oh. a, a Yeti with him. And mm-hmm. I thought, hey, I heard of that cup. And then he put ice in it and corpus. Went down to the valley all day, and uh, we were on the way back to Victoria. It was still ice in the cup, uh-huh. and I was shocked. I was like, okay. <laughs> I called Jessica, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to buy one of these, <laughs> but if I got it one as a gift, I would use it every day, and I've sure. used it pretty much every day for three I, years. I, I, would, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yes. What is in there right now? Uh, water. Just ice, water. Ice water. Iced water. Ice from yesterday uh-huh. and water that I refilled. Correct. Correct. Um, now, Christopher Yee mm-hmm. is a fan of the Clean Canteen. Yes. And what do you think about that? I think he's just trying to get his own thing. Like mm. he's, yeah, I didn't really want to dominate the Yeti market and with its popularity, but yes. I've been attributed with Yeti. Yes. And yes. I think he's looking to start a new thing. I, is he? It hasn't yeah. caught on. Not yet. Not yet. No, no. But we'll see. Now, now, what do you think about hydro flasks? Because I'm a fan of hydro flasks. I think they're good. I think mm. all of them are good. I just got a Yeti as a gift. So mm-hmm. I got it. That's right. And didn't. And it's an Austin brand now. It's, it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. out of South, or South, Congress, South Congress. There's one on South Congress. Yeah. yeah. That's where the main one is. The flagship right. store. So I like that. And, Did, uh, uh, and Jeremy gave us little tumblers, right? Yeah, one of the Christmas parties, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. one of those parties. Yeah. yeah, do you use that one for oh, your yeah. adult beverages? Oh, for your coffee? For my coffee and for my whiskey, typically. And Whiskey and coffee? Well, not the same. One of those mornings, huh? No, no, no. No. I was just, uh, just coffee. Just coffee, just yeah. coffee. Um, I associate you with so many things, Damien. Number one, 
a well manicured lawn. I do that. Yes. How, how, t- tell me about the pride you take in your lawn. Uh, well, when I'm done mowing, I usually just, I'll get a chair and sit and look at it. Really? For, oh yeah. <laughs> usually with a beer and I'll just look at it for a while and uh-huh. smell because it got that smell. It does have a, a fresh smell. Sometimes if you cut it when, you know, if it's uh, nice and short and clean, you can just go lay in it for a while. Just look up. Sure. Look at the trees, the leaves. It's awesome. Does it get itchy? No. I mean, I don't roll around. I just oh. lay down. I guess I could roll around. I think that's happened on the King of the Hill episode yeah, once. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We just planted uh, some rose bushes in the backyard just this past week. Oh, okay. And uh, what else we do? We also did uh, a peppermint pear tree for my dog, Rocco, that passed away. So we just we put that in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? We, we put uh, some red yuccas in the front yard recently. We've done a lot of work on that yard. So. And you're going to have a lot more time. Oh, yeah. To work three weeks yard. off. Three weeks, a three weeks spring break. It's going to look good. It is. You should come over and work on my yard. I'm pretty hard. Yeah. No, I'll work on my yard. Oh, okay. my, my sons are, they help now, which is cool. So oh. Jason's now mowing. And, oh. uh, I get to do the cleaning up and eat, gotcha. weed eating, edging. That's right. You do yeah. the detail work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, the other thing, because this is an adult podcast, yes. is the concept of a shower beer. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think I invented that, but I do. Uh, but we attribute you as the king of the shower beer. Yeah, from our crew, uh, our our circle of people. Yeah, and that that thing I started back at UT when I was there. We I lived at a University Heights off Riverside. Yeah, yeah. our side. Yeah, and uh, we had a beach volleyball place. You know, they're right in the apartment complex. Uh-huh. So we'd go out there and play, and then before we go out, we'd all go shower. But we were still <laughs> drinking from the beach volleyball, so we we go shower, and you just took the shower the beer in the shower with you. And then like, I was like, this is brilliant. I never did this before. Uh-huh. Um, well, that was before, you know, I was a teenager before probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's when we started. And then I remember I was working with Bridget Parsons at Grisham. Okay. And yes. I think uh-huh. she'd said something about how we used to, uh, not hard not, but we should have people shower beard in college. Like, Oh yeah, we used to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I did it the other, like when I was an adult again, yes. and then I was like, this is, why don't I do this every day? This is the best. <laughs> it's the hot, cold thing. You get like a hot shower with a cold beer and it's right. like, and you go to the, a dessert restaurant or any kind of restaurant. They have like the ice cream and the hot cake. It's yeah. that kind of, that kind of sensation. That's awesome. Gotcha. So. Now, now you are a Mexican American, Damien. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, what is your beer of choice? I'm going somewhere with this. My beer of choice. Yeah. Like any time? Yeah, like what? Like you just go out and you get a beer. What's the beer you get? Well, I was raised on Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Miller, Miller Lite, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the one. That's like the staple. Juan. Now, there's a lot of lot better beers out there. I get that. Yeah. But that's just, my dad drank that. And sure. so my uncles drink that. And yeah. so. That's the that's the That's go-to. a staple. Right? That's the yeah. staple. My, yeah. my dad used to drink Coors Light. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, think I have one uncle that drinks Coors. My uncle Joe drinks Coors Light. Really? Yeah, it's weird it's, it's, i hear it's like water yeah it's fine it's chris he drinks that so oh chris yeah. he likes coors light that's his that's his staple I know, he, he drinks a lot better beer as well but mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. his like staple gotcha okay all right thank and so it, but do you have a different beer of choice like you're like oh i like this snooty beer or whatever i like live oak the local brew uh, their uh live oak half is a solid beer okay yeah it's a really good beer all right all right now you mentioned victoria and we we're going to talk about victoria because i don't know much about victoria and the schools have changed, seems like, every year. Yeah. So what high school did you go to? I went to Stroman High. Oh, I started my first semester of high school was at Victoria High School. Okay. Was I was a stingery one, right? for us for a... A what? A stingery. Not a stingray. A stingery, <laughs> yeah. For a semester. Okay. And then after a semester, I switched high schools because the band was not as good as I wanted it to be. All right. So I switched to go to Stroman High School. Okay. And I graduated from Stroman High School. Wasn't Stroman called something different? Or is it called something? West? Well, now it's... They combined both of those schools to make... Victoria Memorial in, in 2000, in the year 2000, they did Victoria Memorial. For, they did that for 10 years. Okay. And then after 
in 2010, they split those schools up and they made Stroman a middle school. Uh-huh. The Victoria, old Victoria High School is a, like a, I'm not sure, adult learning something center. All right. And then they built two new schools, Victoria East and Victoria West. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do if they, I lived there with my parents now, I'd go to Victoria West High School. And do they have, do they keep the stingeries or not? No. Stingeries are just, not, that's not a thing anymore. Oh, no. What the, the Raiders, Stroman Raiders is not a thing. It's oh, a Stroman Rattlers, I think now. Oh, wow. The middle school. So what are the high school mascots? Uh, the Victoria West Warriors and the Victoria East Titans, I think. Oh. I think that's right. I'm going to go on elephants to keep the alliteration. You should have. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, is Victoria a big town? Um, no. It's like it's like sixty, seventy thousand. All right. Ish. No, that's but it's kind of isolated. That's the thing that makes it weird. I think. Like you know, Cedar Park's seventy thousand. Right. Wait. But uh, it's well, right. Wait. How did you pronounce that? Cedar Park. Gotcha. And yeah. how how is it? Should it be pronounced? Cedar Park. And Christopher pronounces it what? Cedar Park. Got that. See, that doesn't sound Cedar natural. Park. It sounds weird. It, sounds it does sound weird. Like you just tripped and like Cedar Park came out. <laughs> you know, it's like. That's I don't right. get it. I don't understand it. Because the rap isn't This is Cedar Park. It's This is Cedar Park. Right. Yeah. But he likes to say there's a newer song. It, yeah, I don't... The I've Cedar Park swag it. one. Yeah. No, one doesn't... It's yeah, not I know. Popular. I know. Wow. Okay, so um, um, it's like Cedar Park or not? No, not in any way. It's just about the populations about Oh, gotcha, the same, gotcha, gotcha. But Cedar Park is closer to a bigger city, mm-hmm. and so... Victoria's isolated. Like, it's two and a half hours away from everything. From Corpus, Houston, San Antonio, oh, Austin. Yeah, so it's in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. Um, and so I think they kind of isolate themselves. So like, time stands still there a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, whenever you go back, you always post pictures or you talk about certain things about the city. That's the Are there things that are the same when you were in high school or growing up? Yeah, a lot or? of it's the same. Yeah? yeah. The Dairy yeah. Queens over there? Dairy Queens, yeah. I remember when I was still, like, growing up, I went to Victoria College for a couple years after I graduated. I was not a functioning adult when I graduated high school. <laughs> I needed some time to grow. Uh, and the Dairy Queen, right across the street from the college, you could still smoke in that thing. Like, there's, there was a smoking <laughs> section in that, uh-huh. <laughs> in that Dairy Queen. I mean, it's a small Dairy Queen. You could still, it was a, right. It's an interesting place. Wow. So what is your instrument of choice again? My instrument of choice? Like, yes. what did I grow up playing? Yeah. Saxophone. You are a sax- Were you always a saxophone player? Yeah, my brother played saxophone, and then my sister did, mm-hmm. and they're older than me, and so I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And did you use their saxophone? They pass it down? Uh, I, I think we had a con that I started on, mm-hmm. and then I switched to a Jupiter pretty soon, and then sure. uh, I got a good horn like, at the end of my eighth grade year. None of these things make sense to me, but okay. Yeah, yeah sure, right. sure. It's like drumsticks, right? Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah. And then um, you traveled to the University of Texas mm-hmm. after Victoria College, right? Correct. Correct. And you got a, mu- what do they call it there? The music ed degree? or is it? Oh, it's like a long name. Music and human learning, I believe. But it's music ed. Yeah, music ed. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, you were in all the bands? Did you, or were you always in, in Jerry's band, the first band? Uh, no, when I first got there, I was in the saxophone ensemble as well as the symphony band. They used to just be wind ensemble and symphony band, and then there was concert bands. Right, and, and that was only in the spring. Yeah, and so saxophone was tough because there was no rotation. Like if you're a you know, yeah. good flute player, you get to do orchestra and then or wind ensemble, so you made the rotation. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that for saxophone, so you're the, the top four were in the wind ensemble, mm-hmm. Jerry, and the next four were Kevin Setatal in the symphony band, and he yeah. was there. Uh, oh wow, that was a while ago. Oh yeah, before Sorry, Rob. I'm pretty old. I know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was there for the transition. Whenever said it's all left. Oh okay. And then Rob got there, and then I was. So then I did double duty for a while, where I was doing symphony band and went ensemble, mm-hmm. and and you know, the saxophone ensemble still. And so I did that for a while as well. Gotcha, gotcha. And you were are a brother of the Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia Fraternity of America. Once always, yeah. That's right. That's what they say. That's what they tell you. The red and black. The red and black flag we love. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna remember. I was Come gonna on, the rest of it. Oh, brother, boo. Oh, man, I know you're, you're, you're excommunicated. Let every good. No, I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, now I know a lot about the UT experience yeah. uh, through people like you or Jessica, Katie Leander, Cliff Crooms, Roland, etc. Mm-hmm. When I was there, it was only for my master's, so I didn't do LHB or anything. Can you talk about 
why people's eyes get dim or is that not something you can talk about publicly? Oh no, that's code. We can't. That's code. Yeah. Okay. Cause I know at a certain time of year, people's yeah. eyes are dim. It's the, I think the first Thursday of, of the school year. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. Thank you for not revealing that. Um, let, can we talk about Posse, Posse East? Sure. Yeah. Now is that, is that the cheers of UT Longhorn band kind of thing? Uh, it was when we were there. I'm not sure if it still is. That was it every Thursday after rehearsal, mm-hmm. you know, in Austin, you know, when you're in college, Thursday nights would go out night. And so you would go to either downtown. Yeah. Before that, like after Longhorn band, we would go straight to Posse. Gotcha. And then that was, we'd go there and then we'd shout, go home and shower. Then we go downtown. So it was like, that was Thursday. So Fridays was rough. God. Yeah. They were a little rough <laughs> when we were in college. But, and that was also like after when ensemble or mm-hmm. sometimes before symphony band, it was sure. one of those. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You're, it's a good hang. You're only young once. Right. Um, when you were at the UT, how good was the football team? Oh, we were, you know, I did Longhorn Band twice. In the first year, because you have to do one year. Right. And I, it was a good year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did it a second year because we were pretty good. And I was like, well, what if we won the national championship? And uh, I don't, I want to be in the band and go to that. And yeah. so I did it again, and we did not win the national championship. Uh, what, what years were you at UT? Uh, 2000 to 2004. Okay, so you, you were Right just, before. Yeah. Right before. So it was... Okay, so this is a question. I'm not going to ask it because we're going to get to a question about this in a second. We'll just get to that question now. I'm going to play word association, and I want to get your reaction to some things. Oh, man. Okay, you ready? (laughs) Okay. Michael Crabtree. Oh, man. It's like a a dagger in the heart. Were you at that game? I was not, but I was watching it at my house, and uh, that was the end. I got to say, because this is like, that was a big year. That was 2008. Yes. And that was four games in a row. We had to play four top 10 teams in a row. Yeah, because they kept. And it was, uh, it was. Oklahoma State uh-huh. and Missouri uh-huh. and then Oklahoma. And I don't remember the exact order. Yeah. And then the tech. fourth game was Tech. Yes. And they were also top. They were fantastic that year. Yeah. The one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got through those first three games. Yes. And we get to that last game and then Blake Gideon drops that interception. Oh. And I, me and my brother were there. And like, I remember when he, he saw, I saw it go into his arms and we jumped up and we're yes. hugging each other. Oh. We're jumping up and down. And then like, we, we started looking at the TV. He's like, wait, what? I think we we're still holding each other this moment because we're still inside. <laughs> like, oh, man. We yeah. couldn't believe it. And then, yeah. I mean, it was a great play. You know? Yes. Crabtree was awesome. And so yes. they, uh, I, I remember, I think uh, I worked with Shauna Satram. She went to Texas Tech. Okay. And she was a TA at the time. And she was at the game. And uh, she was right there. And she said it was amazing. And I, I would, for them, you know? Yeah, of course. And then, you know, I have a lot of tech friends. And we talk about that. Like Greg White, you know? Right. From yeah. Reagan. Yeah. You know, we always talk. We talked about that game as well. Oh. And how awesome it must have been for them. Because it was, it was incredible. Yeah, that, that, the biggest win in but Poppy School was, history for football. Yeah, but it was... It was a great game. It was a great four games in a row. Yes, and, we and, just, and that was the to be it, mentally that focused, you know, on a, oh. on your games for four games is incredible. Yes. And then, of course, you know, so got outplayed on that last. And play. then OU went to the title game right that year because yeah, they, they 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 demolished Tech, and so yeah, and because got, of that, and then OU to, got throttled by. Oh, I don't. But OU yeah. was the the BC whatever right, the representative. Yeah. Okay, um, Vince Young. Oh, fourth and five. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to have a keychain that would play it. Every time I get sad, I can oh, push the button. Fourth and five. Yeah, it oh, was Craig Way. Yeah. Oh, God. It was, yeah, it was the best. It was. Yeah. yeah. I didn't go to that game either. I, I used to go to a, a away game every year, a big away game. Yeah. And so I, that's, I didn't go to that one. But. So the year before, though, you were still in the band, right? When they no. went to the Rose Bowl the first time? No, I already graduated, I believe, by that really? point. 2004. Yeah. 2000, the spring of 2004. No, because there was a. I didn't do a band my last year there, and that's when we lost to Washington State in like the Holiday Bowl, oh, I think, or something so, like that. So you, it was before it like blew up, blew up. Yeah, right? and so I remember seeing Vince Young on the sideline my last game, and you. Oh, so when we played LSU yeah. in the Cotton Bowl and we uh-huh. beat them. Oh, uh, yes. mm-hmm. I remember seeing him in the end zone, like throwing a ball, and I was like, oh, 
Right. That guy's our quarterback. Was, was Jessica still in the band? Oh, yeah, we did. Our were... last game was together. Oh, no, 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 okay. 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 So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, 27 25. 27 25. That is. Oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm holding. <laughs> I know that. Uh, These are all UT related. I know, I know. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure you understood that. Really? I should know this. You're Mr. UT. I know. Yeah, that you got me. They play the snippet of this game every time before kickoff. Every time before kickoff. If Chuck Fisher was listening to this, he would be screaming at you for not understanding why you don't get this. Because the kid who made this game-winning kick came from Westlake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's the last Aggie game, right? Yes, Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, who's that kicker? Justin was that? Tucker. Just, Justin Tucker, right? The Come opera on. singer. Yes, the opera singer. From, from Westlake. How can you not remember this? I remember I, was, I remember that game. I wasn't there, but I remember watching it. And oh, I remember I just, watching it too. I mean, whenever you let Case McCoy beat you, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That was the quarterback of that game. Case, right? that's the thing that we all imagine. Yeah. Oh, it had to be, nope, it was, it was Case, Case McCoy. McCoy. It was yeah. Case Crazy. McCoy. Yeah. Um, it's one thirteen p.m. And OU still sucks. That's right. They sure do. They sure do. Um, Charlie Strong. Oh, what a good human. Correct. What a just coaching big time football at the head coaching level is not, it just didn't suit him well. There or at US, uh, was he South Florida, uh, USF? USF, yeah. 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 Uh, but I think he's on Alabama's team now as a defensive, something not, like it's that. A, yeah, consultant, I believe. Yeah. Good for yeah. him. I, you know, I wish the best for him. I, I, I kind of wish he got another year, but you can't lose to Kansas and then do worse in your third year than yeah. you did in your second or your first year. Correct. So I get it. Uh, I wish him the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Little brother. A&M? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah. I thought they ran this state. Oh, that was, what was that, Daylon Mack? I think <laughs> yes. that was the recruit. That was, I think that was his name. Yeah, yeah. He tried to, like, talk was copyright. And, and I, I never saw, I mean, I, they, they've had great defensive players come out of A&M, and he just never was one of no. them. Von Miller was, like, the last Von one. Von Miller and Miles Garrett was Miles good. Garrett. That yeah. guy was yeah. solid. But, uh, yeah, he just wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a, what a waste of talent. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so you, your first job was at Pflugerville Middle School, Pflugerville right? Middle School, yeah. Old PMS. Yeah. Uh, how long were you there? Ten years. Five Ten as years. an assistant, five as the head. What, what were some of the fun things? You, no, that the band you took to Wibbick, or was that That was the first band I took to Wibbick, yeah. Oh, oh, excuse me, the first band yeah. you took to Wibbick. <laughs> um, did you get 10 straight years of ones at, uh, at 10 straight years, five as an assistant, five as a head. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And you cut, who was your, who was the head when you were there? At Mandy McCaslin was the head director. She left after my, our fifth year. Uh, she went to open Kariski Middle School. Oh. And so I took over and I got to hire two people, which was great. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you went to Grisham. How long were you at Grisham? Three years. Three years. And what, you took Grisham to Webbick also? Yes. Oh, wow. Humble brag. Yeah. Oh, I just responded to your question. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you were a middle school teacher for 13, 13 years. years. Correct. Yeah. 13 years in the Pflugerville and Round Rock ISD yes. system because Grisham is in Round Rock. Um, what, what attracted you to make you change to Grisham? To Grisham. Pflugerville. Uh, well, I, Betty Pierce worked there mm-hmm. for, you know, a number of years. And, you know, when I first graduated, I actually interviewed with Betty for a, a school, a position either at Grisham or at Deer Park. Um, mm-hmm. and I believe it was Susan Meyer at the time was going to take the job at Deer Park, but then, so she actually offered me the job and I got the, to work at uh, Deer Park right after, mm-hmm. uh, UT. She, uh, then something happened. She had to stay in, in Houston. So I still got to stay on, mm-hmm. which was great. But then I got an offer from Pflugerville. And we didn't know who the head was going to be at Deer Park. But a long story short, during that whole process, Betty was really awesome. She uh, kind of t- gave me a lot of good advice. Uh, I stayed at, I picked Pflugerville just because I knew my position. I was going to teach Woodwinds. I was going to have the second band for sure. I, just, I, I knew the situation better. Right. Um, 
And so, and plus they just got a new Mac computer and like, <laughs> and that was a big deal for me. And, uh, so I, I chose that job, but Betty was great. And she invited me to like to happy hours every week, oh. like that first couple of years. And it was at her and a, usually someone on her staff mm-hmm. uh, and I would get there and a couple other people show up, other band directors. And it was just, I learned a lot from her. Sure. And, uh, so whenever she was leaving, I actually, actually was applying for Canyon Vista. Because um, oh. I just wanted to work closer to the house. Right. And I just had, a, I had my first son. And uh, actually, no, we had, we had Jason already. And then I was going to have Trey. Gotcha. So two boys, Jessica was teaching Leander ours. And she was having to drive farther because she was at four points now. Yeah. I uh, wanted a job closer to the house. And so looking at uh, Canyon Vista, and then I actually got the offer for Grisham. And mm-hmm. it worked out really, really well. Got to follow Betty and you know pick her brain even more. Mm-hmm. Work with one of my best friends, Bridget Parsons, yes. which is great. Bridget Hopkins when she was in college. And then she got married to uh John Parsons, who yeah. Jessica went to high school with, and we all went to college together. Right. Small world, yes. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so that worked. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was five minutes from my house. The job was uh, great kids, great community, and uh, great program. So yeah. yeah, okay, right on. Um, do you know Zach Santos from Victor oh, yeah. Ridge? Are you the OG Zach Santos, like the the original Hispanic King of Sixth Street kind of thing? <laughs> I can't say. I think that guy probably owns that. <laughs> I did initiate him in the beer game for life. Well, though, that's, so. somebody was saying that he commented about something or you did and y'all realized, like you might've started something that he kept doing it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's uh, probably the beer game. I've gotten a lot of people in. For, that's what you know, the beer game. game, beer game for life. Yeah. Beer game for life. I think yeah. that's it. That is what it, yes. Yeah. Someone told me. And he's still in. I, I checked him. Oh, I was going to check him. Wow. Uh, yeah. We were over at the Van Doren's and, oh, uh, Tiffany. Yeah. He had a, he had a beer and I, I wanted to make sure it was checked. But I had Chris do a covert out of operation. So, wait, can you explain the beer? I can. Uh, oh. If I do, you're in. And then, uh, oh, then I'm in. Yeah. But I don't drink beer, but you have to have a beer. So it's like, if we're hanging out and everyone's listening, if we want to hang out next time, they want to know the beer game for life. I want to explain the rules. Um, gotcha. It's a game for life. Oh, it really is a beer game for life. Oh yeah. I've been, wow. I've been in it for oh, uh, 20 years at least. Did you invent it? No, one of my childhood friends, Rudy Hernandez, showed it to me. This is a uh, Victoria game. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, I, I don't know if it started there, but I learned it in Victoria. Wow. wow. Played it all through college, all through uh, uh, all you know, my years of teaching. So, yeah. <laughs> did you? Um, it sounds like you had a fun time in college. I had a great time. You had a great time? Yeah. yeah. So um, can you talk about the first time you and your wife, Jessica Lee, locked eyes and met? Do oh, you remember man. that? I, I remember seeing this cute girl in symphony band. And, uh, Blonde flute player. Yes. You've never seen her. And then I, uh, of course, you know, I lived off Riverside, so I had to ride the bus, you know, to get back down and, south. And, and everybody where Jessica uh, came up from. Oh, she's from the Best Lake. That's right. So she lived in Kinsolving, which was like the new, not Kinsolving, sorry. She did her first year. It was San Jacinto was whenever we oh. met. I think uh, they call it San Jack now. San Jack. All, the, cool, all the white people. Right. Yeah. So she lived there. So... The typical, you know, brown guy waiting for his bus outside the rich building. That's where <laughs> <laughs> I would see her walk into her dorm. And I was like, I got I to gotta make sure I meet her. And so uh-huh. yeah, we met later. In a wow. Way. Yeah. Wow. Good. What was, do you remember the first thing you said there? Oh, uh, actually, we met at a TMEA, like officially met at TMEA. Oh. Yeah. At, at the reunion? No. This was a, we had a big party in our hotel in the, uh-huh. in the Marriott River Walk. Yes. Like the bathtub and are full of beers, kind of a thing. Sure. And uh, on the concierge level, so my roommate had like his mom hooked us up with this great room. And, uh, I went down with a friend of ours, Dana, she, she was a, a heart player and okay. we went down there with some other friends and then Dana brought Jessica to this party and that's oh, where we met. Yeah. Wow. This is like the drinkiest podcast episode ever. I did not start it. I just responded to questions. <laughs> <laughs> they happened to have that's, drinks involved. Well, shower beer. Yes. The yeah. Yeti, the Yeti. Um, and so how long did you and Jessica date? Off and on, because we know how these how these stories. Oh, typically college! Work. Yeah, we broke up every summer. Um, <laughs> it was about two, yeah, two about two years, two three years. No, two years. Then we got in, after we made it through a summer. I was like, okay, then we can get engaged. Right, yeah. right. 
I knew like for a while that was going to happen, but right. I had to get through a summer. It was like a mental block for me. Sure. We got through the summer and then yeah, I got engaged that following December. Wow. Yeah. And you got married at UT, right? Uh, no, we got married over in the best like oh, uh, Shepherd okay. of the Hills. So it's a Lutheran oh, church there. And then oh. uh, our reception was at the uh texas federation women's club okay. right there in west campus maybe that's what i've yeah. been thinking about okay the pictures are from there yeah gotcha yeah. Okay, okay 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 gotcha all right all right that makes sense that makes sense um so after 13 years of teaching yeah. you left the profession i don't think i've left the profession oh I think pardon me I, I still identify as a band director okay okay <laughs> yes uh it was a, just a combination of things mm-hmm. yeah i wasn't looking to get out of teaching it's just uh something that was you know i took a my band still wave it twice mm-hmm. and uh, one for Lugerville, once from Grisham and I used right. TMF both times. And after the second time, I, I kind of knew what I was doing. The first time I didn't know how I wanted to structure it. And after I seen go through the process, I knew how to make it better. And right. I talked to Robert Herring's a lot too. And he was, you know, he's taken his bands everywhere, yeah. done everything uh-huh. and uh, about how I show, how I want to organize my trip. And uh, so when we get there, I kind of have, I told, you know, the owners and the people, my reps there, I was like, I want it to go like this and this is how it's all going to work. Mm-hmm. And Willie, the owner, Willie Pettis, thought it was great. And he was like, yeah, I want you to do that for all of our trips. Oh. And I was like, no, I like teaching. So I, he asked me that back in 2015. Uh-huh. And I said no for about a year and a half. And then a combination of things. Of Sure. The second time I, you know, it's like when I was in Seattle, uh, my mother-in-law, her health wasn't as good as we wanted it to be. And right. she kind of threw out her, her, like, her back and just felt bad about that. She watches our kids. Mm-hmm. And then Jessica was going to get a head job. And uh, she got the head job at Four Points. And yeah. we're like two head directors. And our in-laws already watch our kids so much and yeah. we're gonna, they're going to watch them more. And we just felt, you know, we don't want to put that strain on them. Mm-hmm. I had this job that was, he's been asking me for a couple of years and mm-hmm. uh, a combination of things. So it was super hard to leave Grisham. That was like my dream job. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was small school, great, great families. The kind of kids that were in that band and made me kind of also push me to do this job. Sure. Just those dads were really involved with their kids' lives. Gotcha. And I saw what kind of kids they were because of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. And, you know, that just could be the head director. And we could focus, she could focus on teaching mm-hmm. and all that. What she allowed me to do for five years, I was at, or eight years, I guess I was a head director. Right. Um, and she never applied for head jobs just because it wasn't good for us. So family-wise, two head directors, and she got this job she couldn't pass up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with that happening and uh, getting offered this job and, I kind of I tried it and it's working out pretty well. So, can you describe what your daily life? Look we'll at to what's happening right now. But uh, yeah. what's your daily life is normally like working for TMF? Yeah, I go and visit with band programs, talk about what school, what you know, trips they want to do, mm-hmm. um, how we can help them. We also do a lot of apparel as well, mm-hmm. especially for marching bands like apparel packages. Right. With, uh, you know, if you want to get you know hat, dry fit shirt, shorts, jacket, all the things, you can just get it all prepackaged, customized Yetis. Customized. Well, we haven't done the Yetis yet, oh. but we need to. That'd be yeah, a good yeah, thing. I think so. Uh, set up a website for you so you don't have to collect any money. It makes it a lot easier on the band directors. To do oh, this kind of okay. thing. Same thing with the trips. You know, mm-hmm. we can do it all online. So that way the, yeah. the band directors, when I was a band director at Grisha, or sorry, Pflugerville, when we went to our band trip, I had to collect all those checks Yeah, for every month, you know, payment. <laughs> it was hard. And then on top of teaching all that stuff, you're working extra hard and you mm-hmm. have to collect all this money now. Right. Yeah. And then keep up with all these invoices and all these things. Uh, we take all that off the director's plate for travel. And so that's like, and so I go and I visit with directors, um, a lot of times I'll go in and I just check in on them, see you have what they need, mm-hmm. let them know how their trips go in, those kind of things. So, and a lot of it's organizing from a house. So, I work from the house or from Rudy's or Rudy's uh, Barbecue. Rudy's Barbecue. Yeah. Get your breakfast tacos and the coffee. And coffee. It's a solid, I drink, you know, black coffee. So, I like it too. Do you yeah. add sugar or anything or nope, is it just, just black? black? Yeah. yeah. Dave Ray has actually got me to do that. So, Dave Ray. Dave Ray. Let's talk about Dave Reyes for a little bit. Sure. How long have you known Dave? Uh, for, I don't know, several years, but we got to become really good friends when I went to Grisham. Because he taught, yeah. yeah. He was the, he taught the beginner class as well as the uh, sectionals. Was it easy to find him in the sea of middle school kids at Grisham? Typically, he's allowed us one. 
You know, he's, got, he's got this machismo walk. Too, right? Oh, there he is. You know. Oh, yeah, there's Dave. Yeah, his walk, you can hear it. Right? Always tell Strong. everyone to take it easy. Take it easy. That's right. That's right. Him and Gil both. Oh, Gil? Gil Gil's all about that, too. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Well, But, but I got to work with both of those guys when I was at Grisham. Yes. So that, was, I bet that was a party. It was a good How'd hang. you get any work done? Uh, Thursdays were hard. <laughs> Betty Pierce set up a great thing where she had Taco Thursdays, where oh, God. all the teachers, she scheduled them for Thursday. Uh-huh. And the, the staff there at Grisham was pretty great with allowing us to have certain kids at certain times. Uh-huh. And so we had, you know, those two guys plus, you know... Uh, Billy Gaiman was there, uh-huh. and then we had uh, Dusty Steinle was there, and we had just uh, Kevin Gibbs, all these great teachers there. Sure. Um, and we had lunch together every, every Thursday, and so it, was, it got pretty rowdy. It was fun. I bet. Yeah. We'd have to put, like, little j- bells on the door so when a kid opened it, like, <laughs> <laughs> make sure all the, the language calmed down. That's right. That. It was good. It was good. Wow. Yeah. Are so. you, are you uh, one of Dave's tallest friends? I mean, he probably really, really looks up to you. He does. We're, yeah. He, uh, I try to, you know... Get on his level every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah. You take a knee, go. Hey, come here, sport. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's a, he's a he's a good guy. But I would drink my coffee with uh, cream and sugar, and uh, he's like, "What's the matter with you?" <laughs> like I wasn't man enough for him, and I was like, God. "But you know, whenever he said it, I was like, it makes sense. Like if I just liked it, like and you go to a drive-through, just like I want coffee. And yeah, like they can't mess up your coffee. They just pour it and exactly. You know. Yeah. So once I switched, I was like, "This is brilliant." And mm-hmm. so I remember it was I think Chris Yee and I were on or at Sassy in Houston. Okay. And then I think it's whenever we both said we're just doing this. Oh. And so I think it was the same time we're like, yeah, okay. Straight black, huh? So now it's just straight black. I, I just put sugar, but that's it. Black yeah. sugar. I mean, if it's in there, I'll, I'll, I don't know. Right. I, I drink it, but I, I never put wow. it in anymore. It's just black. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a bold statement. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess it, yeah, I get it. Because yeah. of the coffee. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you drink your coffee black. Yep. Taco Thursday. Taco Thursday. Um, TMF. You go to Rudy's. You go get to Rudy. all that stuff. And then how many of these, do you go to all on all the trips with the bands? So Not like, on all of them. So like you, you recently took Reagan to Macy's? Yeah, we did Reagan to the Reagan band to Macy's. And then Reagan. you did Vandegriff to, um, where did Vandegriff go? We did their honor band trip a couple years ago, or last year. That's and then right. We did their Port A trip as well as San uh-huh. Padre. Gotcha. So you do all those kinds of things. Yeah. And so you go on the trips. And so when you go, like when you went to Macy's, mm-hmm. are you basically shadowing Dan Morrison the whole time, or how does this? How does it work? When you yeah. Well, trips? we have enough. Uh, so much of it is planning beforehand. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of planning, a lot of working with the directors to make sure everything's going to go right, mm-hmm. and then having a backup plan for that. And so just right. making sure you put out all the fires before they happen kind of a thing. And so whenever you go on the trip, yeah, I hang out with Dan in case anything's going on. Um, I can handle the situation while he goes and does what he needs to do. Right. So it's just a lot easier for the director on the trips. Okay. So a lot of it, you know, the more you plan beforehand, the easier and more fun the trip is. And, sure. and trips like Macy's and Tournament of Roses, like they require you to go the year before, right? So you can see the the schedule, the experience, or is that voluntary? Uh, it depends. I, I, I With Macy's, you're not required to go the year before. It's definitely helpful to go. Sure. Because, you know, there's that... 3 a.m. rehearsal the day of the parade. Mm-hmm. There's that kind of stuff to kind of see how, you know, the layout of the bus route's going to be. Right. Um, but they have a meeting in October okay. that you have to go to that. Yeah. And so that was an interesting trip. How many Macy's trips have you been on? Uh, two. Two. How many Terminator Roses? Uh, I haven't done any. Our company has. I haven't done any. Oh, okay. I've just, you know, this is my third year. How many so. times have you gone to Hawaii? Uh, just once. Just once? Really? Yeah, just one time. Is there a place that you've been nonstop? Like Disney, how many Disney trips have you taken? Uh, I actually I haven't done any Disney trips. Really? I know I, we've done a lot of them, and I've set up a lot of them. But mm-hmm. some things happen. You know, I was I was supposed to go this year, but then you know I was going to be in Indianapolis, and I went to Indianapolis. Right. But then that got cut short. We're, we're going to talk about that in uh-huh. a second. And then uh, I had a group that was Burnett High School was going there, mm-hmm. and then that trip got canceled. Did it? And then, yeah. And then last year I was supposed to go with Cedar Park. Uh, then my cousin passed away, and so I right. couldn't yeah. go to that trip. For and sure. So there, I've missed all of them, but I've been to Disney with my boys, gotcha, my sons, but I haven't. 
Gotcha. Okay. So, so, so this idea that I have in my head that you're going to Hawaii every few weeks in the spring or Disney every, every other week is, is incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah. Are there some travel groups that do that? Maybe some people that go to Hawaii five times a year? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, we send a lot of groups to Hawaii. I just don't go on all those trips. Cause you, by choice or you're just not the guy that's the rep. Either that, either they were. Sometimes I'm going to be with another group, you know, like I'm sure these gift trips are going to all get canceled here in a second, but right. I was, yeah. you know, I was going to, there's one group that's going to South Padre that I was supposed to go with, but then my other group's supposed to go to San Francisco. So I was on the San Francisco trip, but it looks mm-hmm. like that's probably going to be a wash. Right. Both, but right. we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get to that boring stuff in a second. Sure. Um, Damon, do you like professional sports? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite professional basketball team? Spurs. Little Spurs. Go yes. Spurs. Go. Yes. Do you have a professional favorite hockey team? Uh, the stars back in 1990, like those guys. Yeah. Right. Those guys were great. All right. All right. And that was a year. Like I think the Spurs and the stars were like killing it. Yeah. That was a good, that yeah. was a good time. Uh, do you have a favorite professional baseball team? Uh, Astros. What? The Astros. Astros. Bunch of I mean, cheaters. Yeah. I mean, they, they got caught. And I mean, I, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things that, uh, it's a, it's a game, you know, whatever. I it's, and a lot of guys I'm sure are cheating. They got yes. caught red handed, whatever. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I've been to a few other games, you know, mm-hmm. my dad got me a Mike Scott poster. He's a pitcher back in the eighties. Sure. And that's yeah. when I had that on my wall, like that, that's pretty much my dad liked him. So I like him. Got you. Can you, <laughs> now in Victoria, are you equal distance from Houston and Dallas? No, much closer to Houston. Okay. So you would, you would, you would be closer aligned with the Houston sports teams. You would think. Were you an Oilers fan growing up? Uh, I, you know, I really liked. I, they were cool, but mm-hmm. you know, we're Cowboys fans. Uh, so that means you're hardcore Cowboys. Cowboys you're fan, a yeah. hardcore Cowboys fan. All right, gotta ask you all these questions about the Cowboys. Uh, then. Yeah, like I, I didn't even, I, I couldn't afford the starter jacket, but I did. Have a, <laughs> I, I did have a pro player jacket growing up. <laughs> Is pro player the the offhand version? The I don't second? know. Wow. Yeah, it was just a. That's what my dad, my mom parents didn't get right. I, I was never in. I mean, I remember in middle school, or high school, the starter jacket thing. Oh, yeah. Like everyone was rocking them, and I. Didn't care. Oh, well, it was like, not Chris Cross. It was a, a, another bad creation. Another ABC. Bad crea- East they Coast had, family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they would have the Starter Jackson, those bucket hats. Like, <laughs> that was the thing. <laughs> Man, you're taking me way back. Way there you back. Go. So you're a Cowboys fan. Yes. Through thick and thin. A lot of, a lot of, well, lot I'll, of thin, I'll say right? that I, I was a huge pro sports fans until I went to Texas. And then when I went to Texas, I became just a really big Texas fan. Right. So right, you right. really can't be. In my opinion, you can't be a great fan for both. I mean, you can have one thing that you're really passionate about, and that was sure. Texas football for me. And, you know, I would go to basketball and baseball games as well, but mm-hmm. that really took over everything because you sure. got to follow recruiting, you got to follow the message yes. boards, you got to do all the things. And so I couldn't do that with the pro team. So it's a commitment. Yeah, That's for sure. Right. So, so you, you're, you're still a Cowboys fan, but you're not a fanatic, right? Like, right, yeah. You're not living and dying like Mike Howard is or um, like Evan does with the Eagles, right? You know, I remember I was at a wedding whenever Romo just botched that extra or that was it that field goal or extra it was point? the it was the extra uh, point or the field goal it was one of the whatever that's it was. where it's just like okay <laughs> I you know. and i went through you know when quincy carter was the quarterback carter. that guy john there's kitna, a, john right? kitna yeah there's there's a bunch of those guys that were in there mm-hmm. drew bledsoe for a second yeah like for, he was there yeah when the tuna was there the big tuna yeah that's right. so yeah it's been a rough patch okay so but you don't you don't live and die by the cowboys no, I live, by, live and die by Texas football. Well, and it's been some die lately. <laughs> let, 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 we, you recently listened to Joe Hobbs' episode, where, where Joe Hobbs' famous story of I watching yeah, the was, Maryland game. It was, yeah. It and, was. and he didn't mention this on the podcast, but he basically equated Texas fans with Cubs fans, right? Or something like that? No, I mean... I don't, I don't know. I don't know much about Cubs fans. I know that they had a big drought. Like, I mean, what was it, 100 years yeah, or something? Yeah, 100 some odd years. And, yeah. and UT went to the title game in 2010, so it's not that long. Yeah, it wasn't that. They've been one since 2005. Yeah, it's just, uh, it was, that was a rough game for us. And because we knew, we just went through Charlie. 
you know, yeah. three years of that. And mm-hmm. then we had Tom Herman. And so like, and he blew that first. I was at the game where we lost the first Maryland game. Ugh. And I was like, there's no way we're going to lose this game. And then we lost that game. Yes. And so that was bad. And then we had the year and then he kind of made up for it with that last, that, that, uh, Bowen was that the Missouri game. I think it was Missouri. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we choose turned the corner. And then we get to this game, mm-hmm. and I was ex- in there unrated. Like, Maryland just lost their coach, something crazy, right? Yeah, like, that was the year that they, the coach was suspended. The player died, right? Like, and so you would figure this team would be all in pieces, but uh-huh. they could put together to beat Tom Herman and our and my Longhorns. So that that was a frustration. It was more specific because that was there's a lot of things about that game, yeah. you know, like where we had good players, we yeah. just couldn't make it work, and so. I kind of saw the right on the wall early, just how the, how the team looked. Uh-huh. And so Jessica and I both, we're pretty diehard. Where, Correct, you are. You know, I remember going to some of those cold games where we're losing by 30 points at home, and I'm just sitting there, just sitting mad. Just, and we don't leave until the eyes at the end of the game. Right, that we've is We've never left a game early. That's right. And uh, we've gotten close a few times. So we're like, what are you going to do? It's like, no, we can't. <laughs> at the very least, you just go down to the band. Yeah, we'll go to the band and go see it with them. Yeah. Um, and so we just, we, we you know, saw how the team was playing uh-huh. and they just looked defeated at the early on. And it was like, Joe's like, you're winning. It's like, yeah, but wait for it. <laughs> right, right. I, I would have say that game, we were a lot like the guys on Major League. The Randy, <laughs> Randy, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Yeah, well, Randy guys. Quaid didn't come out until season two. That's so what I mean, season two. One. So those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's the way we were. Gotcha. Just like super fans and then we're just bitter. Like we still go. But we're, right. just, we're just mad. Yes. Yes. I understand. I understand. What has been the most fun game you've been to live? Oh, the most fun game. Oh. I mean, you, you drove to Ole Miss. You know, that I would say I've, I've drawn to Ole Miss. That was fantastic. That was the best tailgating I've ever Was that with Edward Lopez? Yeah, me and Eddie Lopez uh-huh. and Nick Schroeder went out there. Is that the game you drove back and went to? No, no, no. no that's a different game. No, that one's we went to Berkeley. To Cal that's Berkeley. the one that I was going to ask where like, you got in at the red eye and then we you got, went and we did your sectional. We 5 a.m. and I was at my 7.30 sectional or 7 a.m. sectional. Yeah. It's <laughs> a diehard fan. That's right. right there. So the best tailgating was Ole Miss. Ole Miss. And I, that's, I'm told that because I have not, and everyone told me because you haven't been to LSU and I'm sure I'm, I'm going to try to go next year. Yes, Mike Champagne. We got I know, it. I know. And so I'm going to try to go, but that was, uh, it, was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. They were just the, the nicest people there. Um, the best game, you know, that LSU game last year was a lot of fun and uh, we lost the game, but man, I just loved it. Like it was, yeah, the whole thing was great. The, the, the fans that were there from LSU were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many friends that were there. Yeah. And so, and we have so many friends that live, you know, teach band in Austin. So that was, that was, it was just cool to have all of them there. It was a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and, and you know, I, Joe Burrow is just incredible. That game. And he was incredible the whole season, but watching, you know, it's hard whenever, you know, I think of it like whenever Ricky Williams, whenever we went up there and, uh, mm-hmm. to Nebraska and he, oh demolished nebraska and then those guys like gave him a standing ovation yeah. that's what kind of i think seeing joe burrow hit that third and 15 like, oh. that, it was just you know you couldn't hate it like it was yeah. just a good game it, it was, was. Like, too, and we were playing really well and we got yes. kind of got worse after that but we yeah. you know kind of turned around at the end but that was that was a good game there was a west virginia game at home a few years yeah, ago. yeah i didn't I, I i think that was grand nationals weekend or something but i remember you talked you were i was texting with y'all and y'all the, were, uh there was also the notre dame game that you and i oh, and, and paul pape, pape yeah and jessica oh. And the, that game was crazy. Boy, we, we sure thought Texas was back then. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at the time, it was incredible. That yes. was a really fun game. So uh, I'm trying to think about it. We've been a, a couple really good games. Sure. But those are the ones that first come to mind. So let's. Uh, it is March 16th. We think there's going to be college football. How, how, how does it look for the, the orange and white this year? I think it looks better for us this year. But, you know, I'm going to... I. I don't want to have too high of expectations. Sure, do you think like, they're going to beat LSU? I think they beat LSU at I home. think... There's a good chance, but I, man, those players are gritty, I, you know, and mm-hmm. they, I think they, they've either, I know a lot of, they've lost a lot of players and they lost a lot of coaches, yeah. but I, I don't know. I don't want to count against them until they, you know, sure. they were too incredible this year. Yeah, I would agree. I so, would agree. But I, I think, think it's going to be fun. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to go to that game for sure. Yes. I've learned to, I used to get real mad when we lose a game. <laughs> real mad. Like I used to, at one game we lost, 
I had to go buy a computer. Like I was that no way. I was that upset about it. Like that was when we were really good. And uh, right, we I think we lost to something crazy like A and M with Colt, one of Colt McCoy's first, you know, his first couple yeah. years. Um, God, I was just mad, mm. and so and I needed a new computer. And I, was, I think Jessica <laughs> saw me like, looking at my old power book that I had, and she was like, "Would it make you feel better if you just got that computer?" It's like I think it would, and so I went to Best Buy and bought a computer, and I felt better. It was good. I've I, and I've learned to handle losing better. A little retail therapy never, yeah, never hurts for sure. All right, good. That that's good. That's good. Um, now you are a native Texan, yes, from Victoria, and yes. as a fan of the podcasts, you probably know the questions we're going to ask. Maybe you've been preparing for these questions, but I don't know. Let's see what they're. I want to find out. Okay, your thoughts. What is your favorite taco, breakfast, or lunch or dinner? Oh man, I, I like the small little taquerias that are just yes. the little like if the chairs and silverware don't match each other, those are <laughs> going to be your best spots, right? Um, but like, if you want to get to like a, you know, like maybe a chain or a Veracruz, which is our mm. all natural or that's yes. over, there's a little trailer down South yep. and there's the, the one on 183 in burn it in that area. So yeah, that's a pretty solid place. Yeah. That's, that's the Tex-Mex barbecue one, right? Like, or oh. is that, that's the one I'm thinking about, right? Don't they, or don't they put like brisket or something or no, I mean, they may, I mean, I, I've had a bunch of different things. I there. could be confused. Yeah. But okay. yeah, Veracruz, check it out. All it's right. Good. All right. I dig that one. Um, your favorite burger, fast food burger. Uh, what do you mean by fast food? Like, does it have to have a drive-thru? <laughs> um, Hop Dotties doesn't count. No, that's not a... That's Mighty not, that's Fine a doesn't count. Yeah, Mighty Fine. That's, Mighty Fine's probably my favorite burger, yeah, but I would uh, Whataburger is my favorite. Yeah, I, 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 I guess the drive-thru, yeah. So P. Yeah, Terry's it, would, can, would do that. Oh, Shake Shack I'm not, is I'm not, not a fan a, of P. Terry's. So. Oh, you're not? Huh? It could not be more plain. Oh my gosh. These are I, I, I really try to like it because it looks cool. Like the, the aesthetics yeah. of the place looks yeah, fantastic. Great. And I like that it's an awesome place, mm-hmm. but it's just, I've, I've never been more underwhelmed with a burger wow. like it's just i mean it's not gross sure no, no, no. but it's just it's i mean I, I feel like i would make that at home maybe with like a frozen patty i don't it's just not very good to me wow that's that's one of the hottest takes i've heard yeah on, i want to like podcast. it okay. i hear people love it i just sure. I try it i've tried it like three or four times and it's just yeah i'd rather go to Whataburger for sure do you have a favorite barbecue joint um well my stock my staple is rudy's and that's not the best barbecue but what it is it's a it's a solid hang like it's a solid meat like i don't like to work at a Coffee shop, like I like Starbucks coffee, but I like drink black coffee, so it doesn't, sure. I don't need so everything else. Mm-hmm. So that place is a uh, is super consistent. It's, I would say it's a Starbucks of coffee place. It's a barbecue barbecue. Place. It is consistent. Sure. It's super it's, clean, it's high enough quality. Like if I'm going to do some work there, I can go there, and uh, they have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. They have you know if I'm going, I need to can gas up to go up yes. to you know drive all the way to a school. I can it's gas convenience up. store too. Like it's it might be the per- one of the perfect stores. Yeah, and so you know good bar- the barbecue is good. It's decent, yeah. but like you know you have Franklin's. That's I love that yeah, place. Of course. Um, there's what was that another one I just went to? Oh, Interstellar, which is right down the street yes. from my house. Yeah. That, who, who was OG Interstellar? Was it you or Damien? I mean, you or Mike or Dr. Kent or Jeremy? Um, I don't. I've been there. I don't think I've ever posted about it. Because oh, because so, I've been there and then I saw their post about it. I've been there twice before then, gotcha. and I was like, okay. that is a good place. And so I went there again. Okay. Yeah. And then because they posted, I tagged those guys in a post. Gotcha, and then gotcha. it's yeah. Okay. But. I, you know, it's, it'll, I used to go to Noble Pig, which is right there. Yes, of course it was. And they yes. changed their name to Noble. And the, then... Noble Sandwich? Just, I think it's just Noble, Noble Sandwich. Yeah, whatever. It, they don't yeah. even think anymore, I don't think. Because okay. they, they had one off Lamar yeah. or Burnett, and then I think they closed that one too. Oh. So, oh. Uh, yeah, it was a great place. Mm-hmm. And uh, Good sandwiches. Whenever they closed it, I, they started going to open a barbecue place, and they said, it's going to be good, so check it out. So I checked it out, and I checked it out pretty early on. Right. And it's great. An early adopter. Yeah. Gotcha. But I like you know, all kinds of barbecue. So I go out to Taylor, and I'll go to, was it, Louis Mueller out there? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I like Smitty's over in Lockhart. That's a great sure. place. Um, Black's is fine. The one in Lockhart, I'm okay with that one. These are good places. Yeah. Uh, favorite fried chicken? Oh, Popeye's. Oh, yes. 
I, I have it. I, I worked there my senior year of high school. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh you know, it's funny because I was growing up in Victoria. My parents, they, my dad's the oldest of 11. So he's, you know, he's a big Mexican family. Dog Mexican. Oh, yeah. Yes, I'm about to say. And so when we, he bought us, uh, the house I was, I went to, went home to, pretty small house, you know. Uh, me and my brother shared a room kind of a thing. Right. And then moving on up, my, they, bought, they bought a house <laughs> in the north side of Victoria and it was a two-story house. And oh. I don't know in our family ever owned a two-story house. Deluxe apartment in the sky. And so... We, I remember going there and we didn't have like the furniture to put in that place. Like we were just, you know, it was a, as it was a big step for us. House broke, right? Yes. As they say. And uh, I had an aunt that worked at the Popeyes. And so we, uh, we could get pretty good discounts. <laughs> so we <laughs> ate Popeyes quite a bit growing up nice. as a kid. And then I worked there my senior year of high school and I still like it. Oh, I love it. They that. opened up one from down the street for me. So it's, there you it's go. great. It's solid. It's solid. Uh, do you have a favorite wing place? Uh, Pluckers. Pluckers. Yeah. Because yeah, they're Austin. You too. Yeah. The, the, you know, the original Pluckers, whenever it was right there on West Campus. Mm-hmm. I think 24th or where was it? No, it was, it was a nothing. It was in a strip mall mm-hmm. and it, you walk in there and it was just a square room. <laughs> it was just a dive. Yeah. And people told me, oh, this is great. And I think it was like called MD pluckers back then. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Or M and D pluckers. Right. And, um, it was great. And I just remember going in there one time and I asked the, you know, there's, I've only been to like the Hooters before then. <laughs> so there's all these different flavors in yeah. there. They, uh, I was like, what's good here? He's like, oh man, the guy, the waiter, I'll oh, get the lemon pepper. They put crack in those things. I swear to God. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let me try it. And yeah, every time I go lemon peppers, on my lemon peppers, the, at least one of them, gotcha. and I'll get like Baker's gold or hot or whatever. Sure. Lemon right, peppers, right, a cool. stock one. Uh, how do you take your iced tea? Uh, usually sweet or half and half. Yeah. Yeah. Same way. Same way. You already talked about it. It depends possibly. on the place. Like if you go to Rudy's, they do a good sweet tea. Like that's probably one of the uh, best. Rudy's, yeah. My wife loves Rudy's. Sweet if tea. you go to like a chicken place, they're way too sweet. Way too sweet. So you got to half and half that. Oh, you got to cut it. Cut it. <laughs> yeah, cut it more. For sure. Um, so Victoria, San Antonio, Austin, the Valley. You, I mean, you're, you're, you're of Mexican descent. Yep. Let's, let's settle the taco debate once and for all. Mm-hmm. We're the best tacos. Oh, dude. Just, uh, Homemade tacos are the best, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick a city because there's so many good there's so many good places and bad places in every city. Um, okay, well, who's the worst then? Don't pick a good city. Pick the worst one. <laughs> uh, worst city? I don't know. Because uh, I, I guess it's I'll awesome. go anywhere for tacos. Like I, that's like, true. That's yes. like my lifeblood. Like it'll be a convenience store. I'll get a taco for if it's like you know mm-hmm. uh, stripes, stripes, Laredo Street. Laredo, taco. yeah, dude, those are killer they, tacos. They really are. And you wouldn't think so because it's a convenience store, but those are great. So I, agree. I just you know yes. I know you you like to rag on Torchies. I do. And I, I would say that the 10620 has just gotten worse and worse and worse. I, okay. I like the idea of Torchies. Like, I think, you know, hey, let's have fun with some tacos. That's yeah. great. But they just, they're, they're not passionate about their making of the tacos wow. at, at that location. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's, it's frustrating because there's the one on 1431. That's a pretty decent, okay. like, they do a good job. Sure. All right. But, and I feel like the one at 620 used to, but it all depends on the location. They're gotcha. just, they're not very inspired. Oh, okay. I feel. What do you, what do you think about Chewies? I never go. It's fine. I mean, I've been there a few times. Yes. Does That's your wife love it? Yes. I'm asking because she's white. <laughs> no, she, uh, I think she's been there. I mean, we used to go in college, but like, you right. know, that's whenever like Chili's was cool too. Yes. That's you the know? thing. Chili's was like the place to go when we were in <laughs> high school and college. And so it was Chili's. It was like an Austin thing. Yes. So that was cool. But like, it just, I mean, we never go anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Why, it's fine. Why, why I mean, would you need to? Right. I'd rather go to the little Guadalajara down the street. That's yes. Real Mexican. Yes. Like, that's I cool. hear you. I hear you, blood. Um, for the folks listening to us at home and nowhere else, because they are smart and are socially isolating, please describe in excruciating detail what shoes you are currently wearing. I'm wearing that now. Okay. So in oh, 2000. Oh, you were. Or you are? Well, I'm still wearing Okay, good. I did see the sign, Katie, but I uh, <laughs> decided for me to leave them on. Uh, in 2007, I uh, I was working at Baylor Bandcamp, and I didn't know anyone there. Okay. <laughs> and so I, uh, I, so I guess I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go work. Oh, so I bought some, some shoes, and I started running the track there. And mm-hmm. then um, 
That was my last pair of lace shoes I've ever bought. And so I just... What, what year was that? 2007. Oh. So I have not okay. bought lace shoes since then. So all my shoes are slip-ons, either Vans, slip-ons, or I'll find like some good Nikes. Or Right now I'm currently wearing these Adidas Cloud Foam yes. uh, mm-hmm. slip-on shoe that's very comfortable. You and do like uh, a slip-on, that's for yeah. sure. And it's got the big Adidas strap across the front where it says Adidas really large. It's got a mesh top. It's this comfortable shoe. All right. Yeah. Okay. Super light. Super light. Yeah. Yes. Um, what, um, you walked in and you saw Mont Schumore. Yes. What did you think of old Mont Schumore, huh? It's the most impressive shoe collection I've ever seen. And I would say that all of just your carrying, the, what are the containers? Yes, from yeah. the container store. Uh-huh. The one that Joe broke. But all of them, that they, they, <laughs> they cost more than all of my shoes. So I can't imagine what your shoe tab looks like sure well i mean we don't like to talk about it sure um it's just you know we all have our uh, yeah i have as many shoes as you have yetis right uh maybe no i think you have more <laughs> oh okay okay all right and all of them i think i've only bought one yeti i think everything else has been a gift oh a i gift. think you were there when i bought that one it was the uh, the lsu game oh yeah we got, well, and i didn't even drink the beer i don't know because you would buy a beer and you would get the free yeti yeah right? if you bought the yeti they give you the beer oh that's what it yeah, was yeah that's a different <laughs> that's right that's right that's, that's right it yeah. was, and it's a burnt orange yeti oh yeah it's solid it's but it's only like 24 ounces right like or uh, 16 20 ounces i think 20 yeah. ounces it's, yeah. it's it's a solid size it's a, a pint right? if you will oh starbucks i got gotcha. you I, I don't go to starbucks much yeah it's fine. i get iced tea at starbucks all right, so so the real reason you're here, Damon. Sure. No, not really. Um, so we are in the midst of Corona Watch. Yes. Um, socially isolating. Schools are literally like today, Leander ISD said they're out until April, April 5th. April 5th. Where my, my wife and my son are students wife. there. Correct. My wife's not a student. And a AISD, so far as... Pumping on, right? <laughs> no, AISDs, they've, they've called it. They've called it too? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. And Round Rock canceled today also. So yeah. basically the Austin area schools are finally catching up. Yeah, for um, weeks and, at least it looks like. Yes. And so as someone who works for a tour and travel company, yeah. the spring is sort of the lifeblood probably yeah. of what y'all are doing with spring trips, with conferences and whatever. Um, so let's talk about the most recent thing specifically was the concert band festival for music for all. Yes. You were going with Lamar. How many, how many groups were you going up there with? We had three groups there. Three groups. We had Lamar Fine Arts Academy uh-huh. here in Austin. We had Timberview Middle School out mm-hmm. of Keller ISD mm-hmm. and Laredo United. Laredo, that's right. Now, you didn't do Hill Country, correct? No, correct. We did now, the Hill Country canceled their tour trip. I guess that came down from the superintendent, right? Correct. At Eanes. And then Ohio had just canceled WGI, all these things. But right. Music for All was was going for it. Going for it. So, can you? Ex- I, I, all I know is that 3 a.m. in the morning, yep. did you get the phone call or the email? Or how, I, explain uh, this for everybody. Well, oh, sure. Um, on the 11th, we send off Lamar. Uh-huh. And so, they took off on their buses. And I had to drive to Dallas at night to go fly out with Timberview. Okay. And so I've been in contact with, you know, the Lamar directors, Timberview directors. Got like, hey, it looks like everything's still good. So let's go. Okay. Sure. So I drove up to Dallas, get in my hotel room around 11 at night, um, fall asleep as, as soon as I could because I had to be up at, I, had to be at the, I wanted to be at the airport by four. Uh-huh. Uh, and I look at my phone. I woke up early for some reason, checked my phone, and there's millions of texts. And, <laughs> and it was on my office. And the owner, Willie, calling me and saying, Call me back. Or he texted me, call me back. So I yeah. called him. He's like, they looks like they just called it. Um, oh. So I was like, what? And so I talked to John Mallon, who's over at Laredo United. He's like, yeah. He said, well, if you're there already, that you can still perform. Uh-huh. Um, and was, but were they there? No, they were about, they were, were going to fly out of San Antonio. So they're driving from oh, Laredo. They were on the bus to San Antonio oh. when they got the call. Uh-huh. And so uh, and then I texted uh, Ryan Stratton, who's over at Timberview. Yes. Said, hey, this is what's going on. He's like, what? I got, you know, I probably woke these people. I, I, had, I texted Lamar as well. Yeah. I called Raul. He didn't answer. Called Alicia and uh, she did answer. Uh-huh. And so I was like telling her, I was like, let me give the phone to Raul. It's like, uh-huh. okay. So everyone kind of talks to MFA. Yeah. Um, 
if you're not there, they encourage you to not come. But right. Lamar is already in Arkansas past, like by this time. Right. And then dealing with driver changes and mm-hmm. making sure everyone gets enough rest and hours and the, all of that. They're like, well, let's just go on this and they say we can still perform. We'll just do that and come back early. Okay. And then Timberview's like, no, they, they, we just got to not do this. Yeah. And same thing with John Mellon just turned around. Yeah, <laughs> I was exactly. Like, oh. And so we, uh, I knew that, you know, Timberview was going to go. So I had to go, I wanted to go to the airport just to make sure there was any families because they were going to meet there. Yeah. And Ryan did a great job of communicating with all the families, but some families said, we still want to go. We just want to try to make, because they already, they had family there. Yeah, they were going sure. to make a trip out of it. So I went over there to help them with reservations, do that. And then uh, I was able to change my flight from come back Sunday night to come back was it Friday night? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and got all that taken care of, got on the flight. No one was on my plane. Like there was like maybe <laughs> 20, 30 people on the plane. Uh, everyone had their own road kind of a thing. It was yeah. great. We get there. Um, and bless those people at music for, and I understand what they're trying to do. A lot of those groups are already there. Right. Um, I don't think they were trying to do it to try to keep money. They were just trying to get, so, I mean, if you already flew there, you're not going to, you're not going to yeah. get your money back yeah. from your flights. No. So they try to cancel the people that were flying. So maybe there's some hope for that, yeah. but if you already flew there, let's give them at least they can perform because they're already here. So I understand what they were doing, but it's just, you know, it, things just progress so fast. Yeah. And so while we were there, Lamar does get there and we're able to do, they cancel a lot of the big group stuff, opening yeah. sessions, stuff like that. Um, we still had our lunch, our dinner and all that stuff. Then we went to, they had a rehearsal and they sounded fantastic. I was excited for them. They were ready to perform. Oh, no. uh, and then we were going to, we went to dinner and the dinner was like at Punchbowl Social, which was super cool. You know, yeah. like it used to be at the Hard Rock Cafe, but they closed that down there. Oh, so okay. we were there and we're still like, we're realizing we need to find out our plan because they told us our performance time has been updated. So for the set of Friday afternoon, it's going to be Friday morning. And they mm-hmm. moved some things around. And so I was like, well, we need to know our, you know, we have to talk to the bus driver because we're going to now drive back tomorrow night. So we got to figure out the, mm-hmm. the driver changes and all these things. And so I'm texting with the music for all people and calling them and they're helping as much as they could. They just don't have all the information mm-hmm. yet. So while we're there, I need to get these dinner times and lunch times. So what are we going to do? So we know, I know when we can leave. And finally we get back to the hotel. It's like maybe nine o'clock. And then I call them again. I was calling everyone. And I finally get a hold of someone and they say, okay, well, all the meals that you have planned for tomorrow, they're still, you know, if you want to stay here, you're good. We'll still provide those meals for you. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I was like, what about Butler college? Is that still going to happen there? And he's like, well, we're not doing the performance tomorrow. I was like, what do you mean? Like, oh. You haven't gotten the phone call yet? It's like, no, because they were calling people one at a time. Oh. And so, and I guess they wanted to talk to people directly to answer questions, yeah. which I get, but maybe like a, just a, yeah. a, a blanket text message email, like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. And then we're going to call you. So be by your phone so we can give you more information. Right. So at least you can just make uh-huh. plans. Uh-huh. But they, I mean, I was just being a pain to call them because I wanted to figure out sure, for our buses yeah. you know, or bus driver was asking us. I wanted to give him the information. Plus the parents don't know when their kids are going to come home now. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're there and we, uh, so, like, so no performance, like, no, the, the, I think it was the, the mayor or the governor, I'm not sure of Indiana or Indianapolis said, cancel everything tonight is the last thing of anything. So no performances Oof. tomorrow. And so, yeah, we, uh, we, we, you know, came up, we sat at the, you know, down in the lobby, we came up with the plan of where they're going to stop and eat tomorrow, mm-hmm. when we're going to leave, uh, kind of map that all out and everyone went home the next morning. So, wow. Yeah, so no one performed. I mean, I did see one group that maybe in the ballroom there they, we just kept the stuff they put chairs up and performed their music for maybe the, the few parents that were there which yeah. is nice it was cool for them to do that but it was just let's get on the bus you know yeah. maybe they were flying they had time to do that we just needed to get out of there so wow got them all situated on their flight on their bus got i changed my flight to earlier mm-hmm. got back and now i'm here wow so per you personally how many of your trips have been canceled already uh counting those i'll count that as a three those three there four the orlando was another one mm-hmm. Um, five, 
I would say at least six. I bet it's going to probably be more. And so you would assume that any trip that was supposed to take place between now and April 6th are toast, right? I would assume, yeah. And then... You know, it's all the districts, you know, they make those calls. You right, know? yeah, so of course. We don't cancel the trip. We, you know, whatever the director or the school district allows us to do, we'll do that for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't, we're not in that power to right, right. do that. Um, did Does TMF do the buoy? The Ireland trip? No, we were going to, we we're looking, that was going to be a different co- company, Eddie's company, but we were going to do like maybe, we we're looking at some others, like a, I think they were going to go try to go to Dayton. Right. Yeah. And so they were looking at that, but you know, everything's just everything. Gone. So, so, okay. So you, you we always, were, I was supposed to go to Spain though with Auburn university in oh May. Oh my God. And I was super pumped. I had never been to Spain. You know, we took Jacksonville state last year to Italy, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Right. And so I was looking forward to this and, uh, that got pulled soon. Yeah. So, so yeah. basically any, for sure, like out of country trip, oh, yeah, pretty much gone. toast. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, how many on the books do you have right now? That haven't been canceled, but you're like, oh, this is probably going to happen. Probably like four. Okay. Yeah, so four a, more. So it'll be about 10 trips for you total, maybe? Looks like it, yeah. And I mean, luckily, a lot of our bigger ones were early. Like the Macy's, we took, I think we had 780 total people for yeah. that trip. And yeah. then we had nine groups use us for Midwest. Oh, geez. Yeah. That okay. was great. And so, and they all went really, really well. But that was early. And those were, you know, huge performances, which mm-hmm. is, it was great that those all happened really well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. So luckily, we got a lot of good trips in this year, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, <laughs> and, and a lot and a lot of these trips might be what we would consider small, right? Like we're going to South yeah, Padre some or something like that. Yeah, South so, Padre, Porte, right, right. Um, do you do you know offhand, or maybe I don't know if you can share, maybe how many total are are getting canceled in your in oh, your I'm company? Sure. No, I don't know. I mean, but you have to imagine every, <laughs> I, I almost, everything, right? Yeah, I, I didn't imagine everything, and I just I'm, I think I'm too afraid to ask the office. <laughs> like, I just don't want to know what kind of hurt we're. we're we're all feeling because I mean, it's not just us. There's a lot of travel companies out there and yeah, they're all, they're all in the same boat. So, yeah. so l- let me ask you the question that I'm sure how much of a refund do a lot of these groups get or can they get? Let's, let's say for, cause I had heard, and this is not your company, so you don't know Sure. at the time when, when the, the principal at Bowie was like, you're not going to Ireland that there wasn't a ban or anything set up yet. So it was still technically p- possible to go. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were not able to get as much money back in that mm-hmm. situation. When you have uh, an edict by saying like, we can't travel to Europe, that's different, yeah. right? So for a, for a group that wants to go to any trip right now, yeah. what, how, do, how, do the, how do the plane companies, the hotel companies, TMF, et cetera, how, does, how do they all handle their refunds and how does it work? I would say it's, it's going to be a lot of work, number one, because yeah. we, we work as the middlemen to make the job, the life's easier for the band directors. Right. And so whenever you use a company like us or any of the other ones, they use us so they don't have to collect all the money. They don't have mm-hmm. to do all the individual booking. So maybe all the money's not there. We can put deposits down. Right. So it's easier. So what we're kind of at the mercy of the, the vendors. Mm-hmm. And so hotels, what is, what, what are they going to do? And it's going to be, everyone's going to be a little different. Yeah. So the airlines, you know, I had a conversation with the director this morning. Uh, we got it so we can delay the, putting the payment down till tomorrow for their flights. Um, and I was like, now with that, if we do that and your district cancels, what if they don't refund you the money? Now it's not us. That's the airlines. Yeah. But they said we can wait till tomorrow. So if you want to make a decision, so that way they the deposit's gone, we can't get the deposit right, back. Right. But that's only like you know, it's a hundred dollars a kid, I think. Right. So that makes it a lot easier. Right. So, but do you think your district's going to cancel? And if so, it might be easier just to we just cancel. Now. Right. Um, same. I was on the way here. Like another director called me from San Antonio, and it's like uh, I think we might just need to cancel even before they haven't done it yet. But mm-hmm. it'd be a risky, yeah, you know, gamble for these families that have put all this money in. Um, so it were really at the mercy of every vendor at the airlines. When I was there for music for all at the, I was at the counter 
and the lady with American Airlines, she made it seem like we we're going to get refunds, but I don't know if she was just saying that to calm every, you know, yeah, of course, because yeah. she she doesn't have that answer. Maybe she's saying like that so I'm not yelling at her or just yeah, uh-huh. argue with her. But she seems so super helpful, super nice. Uh, I mean, she made it seem like we're, they're going to be able to get refunds, which mm-hmm. I hope they do, right? Because um, you know, once they refund us, we can refund them, kind of a thing. Yeah. So yeah. So do you think that if people canceled their flights before there was a quote unquote like self isolation quarantine or whatever edict from the government? That's harder to get the the refund, perhaps, than it is if the governor of Ohio goes, we're, we're, you're, you're staying home. We're doing all this stuff. It, I, I would probably think it would be harder uh-huh. before if they, but with the way everything is, I feel like everyone's going to be pretty, I would hope everyone's going right. to be flexible. The airlines and the hotels and, you know, music for all, I don't know how they're going to handle that because yeah. they had some people that did go, that did stay in hotels. Yeah. And then, which they were already there, like, you know, Alito, I was talking to one of the directors from Alito and they're already there. Um because they got there in like before everyone else mm-hmm. and they had a rehearsal because they, they were performing early. I think it was on Friday. They were going to perform early. And so they just, you know, they, they were trying to give it so they could still perform. Have a, you know, yeah, I, know they were, they, I think they worked really hard to do that, but they just, it was, I, I don't know how they're going to have, cause they, with them, they handle all the, the, the food and the, yeah. the hotels and, you know, just the performance venues at Butler. So yeah, we'll see. You know, they, when I asked them about refunds, they said once we get everybody the the convention's done, mm-hmm. we'll be able to look at everything. Right. And so I was like, okay. Right. So, so, so it obviously this is an extremely complicated matter mm-hmm. that is not settled by the, the end of the week. Oh no, no, no. Right. I, I, and I'll be talking to my office a lot, so I can talk to my directors back and forth and make sure right. they they always know what's going on. As soon as I know something, they know something. Mm-hmm. But it's just um, gotta kind of wait and see. Right. So is this whole thing the best example of why you should get trip insurance? I would imagine so, yeah. You know, we do offer it. Not, I'm sure every travel company offers it. Mm-hmm. We offer it through our website, and so they can click on it and purchase it. If they don't want it, they don't have to get it, but, you know, it is there available for them. Right. But, uh, yeah. Is, is that per kid, the trip insurance? Yeah, if, if, if a per, per kid, if they want to purchase it. Oh, and so the kid can purchase the trip insurance, or does can yeah. you do it individually, or does it have to be the whole school? They can do it individually. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So that way it gives them more flexibility on that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so if you were going on an Ireland trip for $4,000, what does trip insurance cost for that? Oh, that's all on our website. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. Or through, whenever we, it's not on our website, I believe. Actually, whenever we send them their, their sign-up portal, mm-hmm. it's all there. And so I let them look at the whole thing. And is it a percentage of what their normal thing, or is it always the same cost? I think it's a percentage, but I'll have to look at it. Yeah. So a big, uh, it costs more for a trip to New York than it would for Corpus Christi. I would bet. But, gotcha. you know, every time I've, I've recommend, I used to say it's there. I say families, they go to that and they do it or not do it. So okay, okay. it's all handled by this other third party. Oh, uh, that's okay. So that's that, why. I just that's kinda, interesting. Yeah, I would just assumed it was like the band director or the, the leader of the organization says we're getting trip insurance, but it's per person. Yeah. And I think everyone might handle it different, but yeah. Per oh. person. That's interesting to note. That's it. So um, have you been experiencing a lot of angry phone calls or emails from? No, I, I haven't. I've, I've just a lot of questions, mm-hmm. you know, because they understand, you know, sure. like we didn't make any of these calls. Uh, yeah. Their directors didn't make any of these calls. Maybe the principal did, maybe MFA did, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. But like, and they understand everyone's doing, I mean, we've been self-quarantine, not self-quarantine. What did I say? Social distancing. Social, self, yeah, social yeah. distancing. Yeah, we've been doing that for a while. And so everyone I've talked to, the directors are like, yeah, it looks like. You know, they, they understand. Mm-hmm. And so let's just kind of navigate through this kind of mess we're in and right. get to the end of it and see what happens. Right, right. So, so and, and you don't know how it affects anyone else other than your own company right. or, or whatever. But Yeah, I know that there's a lot of companies that had people going overseas that we didn't, they had to cancel this pretty early. And But, but back then it was, I didn't know it was going to get this bad. You yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> I don't sure. think any of us did. 
And so it was pretty crazy to say, oh, they're canceling that? How's that going to work? And then now pretty much everything's canceled. So it's like, okay, everyone's in the same boat. Right, right, right. But you you said you you all have different revenue streams. So there's apparel, there's all these other things, which may be slowing down also, but nevertheless, it's not only trips, right? Yeah. Well, we, you know, we have festivals as well, but I don't, you know, what is that going to look like? Because that's part of it. It's kind of a trip, you know, so we'll have to see how everything works out. But yeah, we still have the apparel going. And so. So, so, so they can buy shirts from you or something like that. Shirts, jackets, you know. Right. Band packages, whatever they want to get. Mm-hmm. So, and then it's all done online again. So that you just they approve everything. We may build a store. They look at the store. If they like it, and they open it up to their communities, and then people start purchasing. Mm-hmm. And so, and then it gets shipped direct, either directly to the families or to the school. Probably the families would be better at this point. Sure. Um, they are, you know, but we package it by student when it gets sent to the school. So one student will have a bag with their name on it instead of right. you know I need a medium shirt and a medium shirt. You don't have to set it all out. It's just my yeah. bag. Yeah. Yeah. Separated by student. So, um. Would would a band director have it worse, quote unquote, if he or she organized the entire trip by themselves? It's a lot of like work. They, like they did back in the day. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's just you have to, you know, with just all the different vendors and having the money to make sure the, money, the kids pay up front enough so that we can purchase, do the all the deposits you got to do mm-hmm. on top of teaching. Yeah. Um, that's just a lot. And so, I mean, then you have to collect all that money and then you have a bookkeeper that may not know what she's doing and then something gets caught up there. Mm-hmm. And so, or you put the deposit in, but she put it in the safe or he put it in the safe. And then Ugh. like, there's all these things you got to work on, you know, when you're trying to teach. Mm-hmm. And you're usually, when you're doing, get ready for these big performances, there's a lot more music you're teaching at the same time. Right. So yeah. if you want to take that on, I mean, it's, it's just a lot of work. So good luck. Mm-hmm. But I, when I, as a band director, I did that when I was at Pflugerville. They didn't have the online payment system and that was way more work I bet. than when I was at uh, Grisham and everything, the payments went online as a teacher is a lot easier. I could, we played a lot harder music. Uh, we played more music. Mm-hmm. We, uh, the trip was better organized. So I was like able to focus on other things on the organization, not just the stress of money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I know directors that have done all their trips before, but if you can do that, great. Right. Awesome. Right. If, if you don't want to stress out that much, then we can help. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you miss band directing? I know you said you consider yourself still a band director. Oh yeah, but- Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think about going back all the time. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know I'm in the Freedom Club, but I really You are, do. you are. That's right. It's a very select club. I do club. miss teaching. Um, there's something about making plans and watching them work. Mm-hmm. And then and I do that with my trips now, but it's watching kids, working with kids and watching them go through that those little you know, aha moments and those right. little light bulbs going off and seeing them, someone get better. Mm-hmm. Watching them when they get to high school and they remember what they were like when they were in middle, like the first day of beginner class yeah. or whenever you tried them out on an instrument. And then you switched them. I'm going to put you on bassoon instead. Right. And that kid's ended up being first in the state. Yeah. I mean, it was twice or his junior and senior year, like those kind of things, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely miss that. And so, and then, you know, when I work different events, I see directors relationships with their kids mm-hmm. and like, like I miss that. Like, that's a cool thing. Right. Um, and I judge a lot still and I do clinics a lot and I work with groups. And so there's a lot of, you know, I judge UIL every year mm-hmm. since probably for, for 10 years now, mm-hmm. probably not, yeah. this year, not this year. Yeah. Yeah. I was scheduled to be up in the DFW area, but I think that's going to get canceled. So um, I, yeah, I mean, they're canceling star. So yeah. I mean, they're basically, yeah, that's the standardized test here in Texas. Yeah. And I still get to do sassy too, which is great. And so those, the, either the site-based camps or the, um, University camps. University camps, yeah. Which I don't think you're going to be there for Houston. Right? Uh, well, Hopefully. <laughs> God, we'll who, who that yeah. knows now. Right. Um, yeah, out of, as of this posting, there is still a DCI season. Mm-hmm. I have no insider knowledge whatsoever. And a sassy season. We'll see. And a sassy. I mean, well, I mean, that's... And I haven't talked to Jeremy because, like you said, I, I don't want to text him because I'm sure he is freaking out oh, about it. I texted it. him today to see how things, how's life. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah, because he's uh, he, he did like a trip 
with you know just to get the kids out. Oh, sure, and so sure. like And they're like by themselves in Port A. And well, you know, I, I don't want to ask him like, hey man, how are the university? Yeah, that's why I just said it's like, hey man, are you all good over there? And he's sure, like, all good. It's pretty pretty yeah. dead over here. I I, I feel like the satellite camps were in okay shape because they're smaller, and right. I think school will be pumping back in July and August, and we'll right. be fine. But if if the university shut down, they may not want. 400 kids right. on the sure. but, totally see that. but anyway so i don't know i think i honestly think about the summer i think dci will not continue on the way we know it regardless right. whether it's a shorter condensed tour or something like we're, we're not going to be normal this right. this is going to be a long lasting effect for the rest of the year yeah um so so yeah so if you went back to teaching would you do middle school or high school I would say probably middle school again. And would you be a head director or would you be an assistant? Uh, I'd be see. We, it'd be a situational thing. Right. You know, if whereas the school, I still like being available for my kids, which is great. Sure. That's something I never had whenever I was a teacher. I would, I'd see them maybe two hours in the evening. Yeah. Maybe I'd get, you know, Pflugerville and Round Rock started way earlier than Leander. So I'd be out for sectionals and I'd uh-huh. be at my school by 630 ish. Wow. 645 every day. Yeah. And so I'd get to school before they were awake <laughs> oh, and then I'd get home and I'd see them for like an hour and a half, two hours right. uh, before bed. Yeah. And so it's cool to see them a lot and Correct. seeing them every morning. You know, that's a cool thing. And then dropping off my, my youngest now trays in kindergarten. I was going to say trays, kindergarten, Jason's what grade? sixth grade. So he, I, I was taking him to school the last couple of years, but now he's in sixth grade with Jessica. So she takes yeah. him to school. Yeah. So she takes him. They get that cool time, which is neat. Yeah. And, and so do you walk trade to school? I, I take him to my in-laws and then oh, that's right. Because that's right. My father-in-law loves saying they just, he loves walking with my, my father-in-law to oh, school okay. every day. And that's a cool thing they have. That's awesome. I don't have to take that from like, yeah, <laughs> it's no. a cool thing. And, uh, you know, for a while I was taking my nephew cause he lives across the street mm-hmm. and I was doing that. But then, uh, my father-in-law time, we would bring the kids back, mm-hmm. but it's cool. I think Trey likes going over there and likes going to walking with Poppy to, <laughs> to, to kindergarten and they pick him up every day. And so it's really cool. Yeah. And so, but uh, you know, there's times where it was Jessica and they have the same birthday, Jessica and Trey. Mm-hmm. So I pick them up or pick Trey up from school on his birthday. This is after I saw, no, it was before I saw Lamar off to MFA. This is all on the same day. Um, picked up Trey, took him to four points. And then Jessica had Susan Scarborough and they're clinicking the sure. groups and had some band directors from Houston observing. Yeah. And it was, you know, just a lot of things going on there. Then we had lunch together. So oh, it was okay. Jessica and Trey's birthday. We had, what do we have? A Chick-fil-A, of course. A word. Um, and sweet tea. Uh-huh. And uh, did that. Then my youngest son, is, or my oldest son is already there. So he, well, the four of us ate lunch together for their birthdays. And I dropped them I dropped Trey back off. Then I went to go see Lamar off. Then I went to go pack. And then I went to my mother-in-law's for dinner. Then I drove to Dallas to wake up at two in the morning to get told all the the news. Yeah. Yeah. It was was a day. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's incredible. Yeah. So I I would probably go back to teaching, um, but it's just gotta be a a right situation and all those things. I do miss. Yeah. You know, I was my last year at Grisham. It was a great, you know, we were able to play some good music and it was fun to like, that's when I really started getting into my groove of lesson planning and right. watching like all those plans work. And then, you know, Ryan or not Ryan, um, Robert Soladen posted a video or there was a podcast he was on where he's talking about how you lesson planning. Right. Yeah. And how you send that out at the beginning of the week, you know, of, and I was like, and I started doing that when I, my last couple of years of teaching and that, man, that was amazing Like right. to see him, how good my band's got just by giving them the information. Like, you yeah, know, of course yeah, it exactly. sounds so obvious. But I would give them like like in January or the first day of back from break. I gave them like a semester for UI through UIL uh-huh. what the lesson plan was. Very macro, like yeah, sure. You know, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna hit each chunk of music, and then Sundays I would give them a very detailed lesson plan. Of course, what we're gonna do in every sectional and what they're expecting to have every rehearsal. And uh, man, that turned everything around. It was great. Mm. So I would like to do more. I mean, that was fun doing that. I kind of approach my trips that same way, and that's what makes them fun. But it's cool to work on those the same kids mm-hmm. every day and see that change. Wow. So okay. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you worked the Longhorn Band Camp? 
Uh, it was my right the year I left Grisham. Um, oh, okay. I think you know when I'm not teaching anymore, I, I can't recruit my own kids there. So <laughs> it's a fantastic camp. This is the first year my son's going to be going there. Oh, boy. I know, right? Nice. And so Jessica, oh, hopefully, you know, if yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And course. then Jessica still teaches there, but yeah, I taught there. I was a, either a clinician or a woodwind coach for about a decade, and then I also taught, as I, when I was in college, I taught there as a private teacher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or a master class teacher. Right. And then, you know, Jessica's done all of it. She's also done like she was a counselor. So now oh she's gosh. now she's teaching, I think, the first band this this summer if it wow. happens. Wow. Right. Moving around. Well, that's good for her. And that's now good. Jason will be there so I get to go and like check things out. Yeah. So, show him the halls. Oh yeah. And see if his lights are his eyes are dim. Eyes are dim. Yeah. Yes. Take okay. him to posse, sneak him out of there. <laughs> I don't think they'll like that. <laughs> that's why they did not ask me. That's why they didn't ask you back. <laughs> you were taking kids to posse. Not kids, just my one. <laughs> um it has been said, surely I'm not the only one that you probably would have had a killer time with the rest of us at Texas State. Yeah. I feel like you're a Texas State kid at heart. Oh yeah, I would have gone. I was going to go. I was about, you know, when I graduated high school, uh, it, Victoria is uh, it's an it's an interesting place. Sure. And when I graduated, I, I remember being in a government class my senior year, and I was like, I was a mess. Like I did band and I was it. I band mm-hmm. and hung out with my friends. That was my thing. And a girl comes in with her letter of acceptance to a and I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I haven't even <laughs> thought about that. I haven't even applied. I haven't taken an SAT. Oh like my, my senior, I haven't done any of the things. I was just like, I was playing with saxophone. That was what I did. Yeah. And I was like, I need to, I need to get my life together. Yeah. And so I, uh, Texas State or Southwest, South then, Texas at the time. they were great at recruiting. So they sent a lot of good stuff. And so I was looking at them uh, and I just, I knew I needed to stay at Victoria just to take my SAT, those things I hadn't yeah. done yet. Yeah. And it went really well, Victoria, you know, and after a couple of years, like I need to go study for real. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I wasn't as fond of the saxophone teacher that Texas state when sure. I looked um, and I, Harvey Patel's quartet came down my eighth grade year mm-hmm. and I started studying with Todd Oxford for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, so I kind of had that idea of going there. Right. And when I went to high school, I switched schools like Mr. Stroman and that director was a saxophone player from UT. Okay. And sure. so I kind of got that in my ear. Oh. Um, and so when I left, I just, you know, listened to some different recordings and it was close. So I like, you know, so I wasn't a big UT fan. That was just interesting. Right, right. Uh, I just went there to study saxophone. Gotcha. And then when I got there, I became a UT fan. So, of course. Yeah. And now Todd Oxford's the saxophone professor at Texas State. Yeah. I, I, a kid from Victoria I recently worked with, Alex. She uh, she wants to be a music major. Uh-huh. I saw her. She kind of taught herself how to play. Oh, wow. A lot. She's doing pretty well. I yeah. mean, she's got some things that we've got to fix for sure. But it was uh, it was inspiring to see someone that you know, doesn't have a private teaching going mm-hmm. on down there. Um, and she was playing pretty well and I, I worked with her for a little while like maybe 45 minutes an hour mm-hmm. the next day she was there early and then she was better already i was like oh man oh this boy. Is, she's a worker yeah and so she uh, took a lesson with todd and now she's going up there and she sent me a she's facebook me it's like hey i got in i was awesome. super excited and yeah i was like okay we got to get you a new saxophone <laughs> right so, sure so i'm working with jamie van zandt music and arts and he's uh-huh. fantastic i got my trumpet through him okay. uh, for my son for your son and uh yeah he's great to work with and so i'm gonna hopefully get this girl up here to meet with Jamie and get mm-hmm. a new sax on her hands. And so she can go off to Todd and yeah. do great things. That's awesome. Yeah. Get, yeah. Get supporting the old, the old community. Oh, I know. I'm going down there a lot. I'm trying to make those bands as, as much, as better as we can make them. Sure. Working with a clinic, some of the middle school groups mm-hmm. and some of the high school groups as well. And doing a, I've made a, some Google folders, dropping in some exercises and mm-hmm. some fundamentals because they don't have private te- lessons down there, but you know, you don't need them. You know, I went down to Laredo recently with Jessica mm-hmm. and those, those bands are, those kids are incredible. Yeah. I was Dave like, man, which are, and I was like, this is where Dave Reyes is from. And I, <laughs> Hector, Hector and Dave, but those guys were, they, they could play so well. And yeah. I was just super impressed. They, they knew how to warm up properly. And they, I was like, who teaches you privately? And they're like, no, no one. I was nobody. like, wow, how do you do this? Like, band director helps us. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of new teachers in Victoria, new positions. They, you know, they, so I'm going to go down there as help as much as I can. So right. I, 
Right. You know, get down there. And I talked to a couple of other Victoria alumnus. Kyle Ruschup, he's on board. Wait, he's from Victoria? Oh, Kyle Ruschup is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Ivan Trevino, percussionist. Yes, that's right. You Were you one that told me about this? Is he one of your former students? No, he was a saxophone player. That's what it I was. I met him. That's right. And he was playing a solo that I played when I was in middle school. Uh-huh. And uh, I went to, like, gave him, like, hey, try this. And then, like, he's like, cool, man. Then we hung out a few times after that. And then uh, he switched to percussion. Yeah. And then kind of lit the world on fire with that. Right. <laughs> so he's that's, doing well. That's right. Uh, also, Andrew Furman. Uh, he's also he's at Austin oh, High School. Oh, yeah. So, Wow. Yeah. So they, they all said they're interested. So we're just trying to figure something out. Fight so. on for Victoria High or uh, whatever. Victoria ISD. Victoria ISD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Str- Stroma doesn't exist. Victoria High doesn't exist. Well, but East oh and West and good people down there teaching. They just, I feel like the administration can help them out more. Sure. And restructure some things to give them better right, opportunities right. to do that. Um, but yeah. Wow. That, that's very noble of y'all. That's awesome. That's fun. That's yeah. great. That's great. Um, what's your favorite part of being part of the cool kids in the Sassy Club? Uh, learning. Oh. I learned from a lot of you guys, which is really cool. That's nice. Um, and it's, you know, with doing their trips now, I get to go, like, I spend a lot of time with Mike at Vandergrift, a lot of time with Dan Morrison at Reagan, um, and seeing how they do things and mm-hmm. how they how they approach things. See, a lot of time with Chrissy at Cedar Park. And, um, you know, I, I you know when we were in New York, I remember we were there and things were going really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking, man, why is this going so, you know, I was just trying to think so I can make sure that it always goes as well. And I remember I sat in Jason Robb and... Uh, Evan Van Doren, they did their systems and processes, little right. thing for the kids. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be great information. So I sat in there and I watched that and I was like, a lot of the stuff that I was doing, but they just organized it better than I did. Right. And they, they had a, a way of questioning themselves, a way they need to do things. And I was like, I need to, that's the way, yeah, yeah, I need to do that more, do that better. And so the information he was there giving to the high school kids, I was like just taking that information. And so like, I was like, this is right. And so I kind of approached that when I was planning that huge trip. Mm-hmm. What can go wrong? What's, what are these, you know, the chaperones, what do they need help with to make their lives easier there? So I kind of took that approach. And then I, when I was there, I was like realizing that. So I texted both of them. It's like, hey, man, that clinic, the little thing y'all do for the kids, I took a lot of that. And that's what's making this trip really well. And so it was cool to like be able to acknowledge where I was kind of coming up with these different right. things to, to do better and uh, to share that with them right away instead of just holding in, you know, just not ever acknowledging them because mm-hmm. they did a great job getting ready for those kids. And I took that and it was good. So I learned a lot from the, the staff. So right. it's fun for me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, is there anything you want to plug, Damien? You know, maybe the DamienGonzalez.com. TMF travel and tours.com. Yeah. Call TMF. If you want us to uh, organize trips. Also, there's a lot of really fantastic uh, camps happening this summer, hopefully happening this summer. Mm-hmm. I know Gil is one of my, my old pr- trumpet teacher. They have a good trumpet camp. Right. There's also, you know, Billy game was my old trombone teacher. Uh, they're at Grisham. They have their trombone, Austin trombone camp. Mm-hmm. Um, Beth Bainey does. There's flute flight. There's so many different good camps that happen in the summer. Just send your kids to those and look them up. And mm-hmm. uh, I know those guys would love it to have you there. And um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know the answer to this. What's next for you, Damien? I mean, <laughs> next for the next three weeks that we know what you're doing. Next to, Yeah. Hey, I, trying to figure out what's happening with all these trips, trying to get it right for these directors so they can give more information for their families and those, their programs to mm-hmm. get them and, uh, going in the right direction. And oh, if we hopefully just postponing, maybe hopefully yeah. maybe I, I we have to, you know, see what's going to be best for everybody. everyone's going to be different. Right. Every flight airline's going to be different. I think every hotel is going to handle this differently. So just getting all that information for these guys and getting that information to them. What are you gonna do with your kids for the next three weeks? Oh, do some lawn work. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we just planted some new rose bushes and uh, I, I dug into one of my PVC pipes for my sprinkler. So I, I repaired it, but I just got to make sure that's all still good. And then, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so do some good so, work. So this next three weeks will be the 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 weeks of Mexicans, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not Mexicans. No, nope. no Mexicans for sure. Well, well, Damien, you've been a pleasure to have on this podcast. We finally got you on here. I know this is exciting. Right. This any, is a lot of fun. Any, anybody names you want to drop? Because we always drop your name. 
any just names I want to say drop. like so they hear your name. Uh, you know who would love to hear you say his name? Who's Colton that? Bean. Colton Bean. That guy's a funny guy. <laughs> we did. We worked with this guy with Colton for for Midwest. Oh, you took his group? Yeah, and it was. Uh, I think John Mallon was our rep for our, his our, yeah. our host for that yeah. group. Uh-huh. But just to get to know Colton, he's a he's a good guy. Colton, he's really funny. He's a good teacher. You know all those good things. But he posted something on. I think it was like a headshot or something uh-huh. like that. And he had like a, maybe a tuxedo on or something like that. And then his only caption was not like, hey, look, I'm a headshot or hey, Midwest, we're excited. He's uh-huh. like, he just posted something like, I'm not wearing pants in this picture. <laughs> like, <laughs> I laughed so loud at that when I saw it. It was just funny because he's smiling. He's got his right. tux on. But, you know, it's just a headshot. So he didn't need to put pants on. It was something yeah, like course. that. Probably wearing shorts or something. But yeah. Yeah. Little things like that. He's a good guy to work with. He's fun. Colton and I, I Colton and I are very similar. Yeah. He, I was the way he was in college when I was in college. You know, yeah, you gotcha. know how I am now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it was very much like. Yeah, a little rough around the edges. And then, you know, so it's interesting because I used to write the Marching Man show for Colton's high school. Oh, cool. Robert E. Lee or whatever it's called now. Oh, yeah. In it's San still Antonio. Lee. It's but like it's like L-E-E. the le- legacy of educational excellence or something, right? Yeah. Anyway, so he was there. I think he was also a saxophone player, right? Was he? I, I don't think he's a natural percussionist. By natural, Colton, I'm right. you started in sixth grade. Um, and then he became a person. Then he went to Southwest Texas, Texas State. Yeah, yeah. And he like came out of nowhere like, are you Daniel Montoya? Like, it was real fangirly. He may not remember this or care. And so it was that. But then when I came back for my master's, him and I kind of rubbed, yeah, rubbed yeah. heads together. And then we, we we smartened up and we're cool now. Oh, yeah. So I think Colton is, he's probably geeking out right now. About oh, that. yeah. He's going to love it. His fiance is probably listening going, oh, boy, why are we talking about Colton? <laughs> Colton, who's not from the Austin area. Where's he from? San Antonio. Oh, okay. That's not Austin area. No. So anyway, enough about Colton. We just talked about Colton now. There we go. He's going to be real excited. And then, uh, yeah. I think the uh, donations will pick up. This oh, is, yeah. Yeah, because of that. So um, <laughs> For sure. Hey, do you like Taco Palenque? Do you know about that place? Oh, yeah. Do you like it? It's good. He says it's not good. Well, you know. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, throw anyone on the bus for not liking good tacos, but you know, some people don't like it. <laughs> I think it's a good place. Solid. Yeah, I agree. That's one of the places that uh, I was going to Laredo and I like, texted Dave and I was like, Hey, uh, where do I got to go? Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, go get Taco Palenque. And we ended up going to Palenque Grill as well, which is, yeah, I haven't been there. That's good. It's good. Pretty solid. And then he also said, go to, I think it was Danny's for breakfast. Denny's? Danny's. Oh, Danny's. Danny's. Oh. I think it was Danny's. What city were you in? Laredo? Laredo. Oh. And uh, it's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Delia's Tamale House? Oh, yeah. I know you told you tagged yes. that, and I was like, "Dude, where's the picture?" That's right, the picture. <laughs> I need to see it. I know. Well, um, as you saw, my lawn's not in good shape, so if you want to bring your boys over um, to work on it, <laughs> we might need to do something. You might. Yeah, have all these canceled trips. We'll see. And need to raise some money. I, I'll I'll pay in shoes. <laughs> I think you and my my eleven year old are the same size oh. now, so that would work. Oh boy! <laughs> you walked into that one. This episode of Sketchbook Podcast was recorded in Austin, Texas, and was edited and produced by me, Daniel Montoya Jr. Our logo is created by John Suh of Purpose Designs, and our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. If you enjoy Sketchbook, tell a friend about the show or share a link on social media. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns? Email us at sketchbookpodcast at gmail.com. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at SketchbookPod, and join the Sketchbook community on Facebook, at SketchbookPodcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Sketchbook Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Thanks for listening.